guys, it's me and welcome back for another episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. I said me too many times. I've had recorded this intro so many times that I'm just gonna stay with this one. Um, but yeah, hi, how are you all doing? I hope you're all safe and fine and wearing your mask and staying in. Here in Argentina, we are on day, uh, we are on day, I'm recording this on a Saturday, so we are on day 115 of quarantine which is weird and not my favorite thing in the world, but whatever. And also, I'm quarant- I have quarantined more days than the whole country. I think like four more. So I'm close to 120 days of quarantine, which is insane. And yeah, basically that. If I sound a little tired right now, it's because I am. I've been studying for my finals nonstop. If you didn't know, my finals are usually like three weeks long. And I usually take like, I don't know, five, yeah, five to four finals. And now uh, school has decided to add one week more to the final seasons because they are so nice. So I have like a month long of finals. And I'm taking three, not five, which is kind of shitty. But whatever, it's what it is. My head cannot work more than what it's working. And (laughs) also I'm so, so tired. Because being like online school has been really hard. And not that, you know, the professors are like super intense with what they want. But yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm studying for finals. I have two more weeks left. The last final I'm taking is on the 24th. If you wanted to know. Um, and yeah. I'm taking the 24th at 3pm economy. Hopefully I will you know, pass the two ones that I have left. I passed one of the three finals. Which was really nice last Friday. And now I have two more left. And then I'll be in the three week break. Which I will be spending thinking all about my podcast. And all of that. But yeah. Basically... That's the life update update that I have. I don't have much more to say. Um, I'm trying to switch mics. I found a mic here at my house that looks pretty professional, more than the one that I have now, which is, if you didn't know, from like the Wii game thing. So yeah, I don't know if it sounds better than this, but if not, in my the thing is that the shipping and the ordering online is so weird with quarantine here because. We are from the 1st to the 17th, I think, of July. We are in a very strict quarantine. So some places are more stricter (laughs) than others. So it's kind of hard to know if things are going to shape or not. And everything is so expensive. But yeah, I don't have the... They don't sell it here, the the Blue Jetty mic or whatever you call it. they They don't sell it here in Argentina. So... Yeah, I have to find something else. But this mic is going to work for now. I mean, it sounds very good for it to be what it is. Um, But it sounds kind of like low in volume. I don't know if that's how you say it. But yeah, I just wanted something more crisp. And the thing is that this anyways cancels all the sound around me very well, which I didn't thought I was going to do. Okay, we're just talking about mics now. I'm just going to stop. But yeah, maybe I'm going to change it. So if you hear some kind of new (laughs) 
I don't know. If you hear something new here, maybe the mic and you can tell me if you like this one or the other one. Or maybe something else that I'm going to buy if the country lets me. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, today we have a very exciting guest. Today I have here with me Emily Elizabeth Duong. She's the founder of Life with Emily and the host of What Fulfills You podcast. She is an amazing she was an amazing guest we had a very like a shorter conversation than what than what i usually have but because i had some problems with the platform i recorded in so we ended up we ended up recording in zoom which is why the audio may be a little bit less like crisp than what it usually is you know but still it's a very nice conversation and it's very worth it to listen so yeah she she's gonna tell you a little bit about herself in their interview but if you wanted to know also she was a competitive a competitive figure skater for over 12 years and she started figure skating she started like designing figure skating dresses and a costume figure skating industry industry no like business and that's called elite skateswear when she was 17 which is so incredible she grew up in pennsylvania but she currently resides in orange county california and she's also working a nine-to-five job um yeah i think in marketing that's what she said but you're gonna confirm that in the interview it's crazy how many things she does and we talk about well how she started all of those how she started her social media presence how she started her podcast she talks about you know the name and what she chose the name what fulfills you which is a very interesting part of the interview maybe one of my favorites and then we talk about burnout and how to avoid feeling that we also talk about being you know how how the how did she start a company at 17? Because I cannot imagine <laughs> starting a company at 17 and it lasting for many years. And yeah, Emily is totally a girl boss and someone that I look up to so much because she has a level of organization that I, I'm just dreaming of having someday. But yeah, she's a total inspiration. So she's a total girl boss. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this interview again. Sorry if the audio is not as crisp as always, but the interview is very worth it. Again, also it's a little bit shorter because I had problems with my recording platform, but everything was solved and the conversation is still very worth it. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. And I'm going to leave Emily's links of everything down below so you can follow her and check her out. But yeah, now let's go. Let's move on the conversation okay hey guys welcome back to my podcast my point of view and today i have a very exciting guest with me emily hi emily hi camila how are you thanks for having me on your podcast thank you so much for being here so if you want to introduce yourself to all my listeners go ahead yeah Sure. So a little bit about me. Uh, My name is Emily Elizabeth and I am from the U.S. I was originally from the East Coast in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. But when I was 18, I moved to Southern California. So I actually live in Orange County now, which is about 45 minutes from Los Angeles. 
And uh, from there, I went to school. I studied communications and business. And then when I graduated, um, I went into sales consulting. So that's what I do as my full-time job. But um, my second full-time job is also my business where I design figure skating dresses. And that comes from my background in being a competitive figure skater. And uh, those are my two main things. But I also do podcasting and blogging as well. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Yes, that's so exciting. You do so many things, but we'll get back to it in a little bit. I just want to ask you, and I want to do with this with every guest, just how are you really doing, you know, mentally with everything going on? I just want to put mental health in like a spotlight, you know, right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I'd say overall, I've been doing better compared to maybe March or April. Um Over the past couple of weeks in California, things have been opening and things have been a little bit more normal. So um, just enough for me to feel a lot better mentally. So I'm able to do workouts at studios now and I'm able to just kind of be outside more because it's the summer. So yeah, overall, I've been able to just kind of have a better focus on my mental health and physical health. And with that, it has allowed me to feel better overall. Well, that, that's amazing. I'm so glad that you're better. <laughs> um, so now going on to your social media presence, I want to ask you how you started first your blog and your Instagram and how you build your audience for that. Yeah, I started my blog in 2017. So I was about, uh, I think, a junior in college. And I really started this blog because I wanted an outlet to write and express some of my thoughts that, um, you know, especially during the tough times of college, I really wanted to use that as, you know, part of my way of expressing myself. And later on, it just kind of turned into a place that a lot of people uh, from my community started reading. And from there, it kind of spread around Uh, through social media and things like that. So I was able to grow it that way. And I got into podcasting last year with a, another co-host actually at the time. And then uh, later on, we decided to kind of part ways and do our own thing. Uh, so today my new podcast is What Fulfills You Podcast. And I really always just wanted to get into it because I love public speaking and that's essentially what I want to do in the future. I want to be able to speak at conferences, speak at events with a female focus. So that's just ideally something I want to do in the future. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's really cool. And uh, would, would you want to talk about a little bit about your ebook that's available on your blog? Yes, that's right. So I did recently release a career focused ebook. So this ebook uh, was written during quarantine. So that's one of the good <laughs> things that came out of it. Um, but yeah, this book is uh, really for me to help uh, those in the younger female generation, especially in college or maybe graduating soon to help navigate the decision-making of what career to go into and how to do interviews and how to have a better resume, how to have a cover letter, and really how to be prepared in the career environment of what it looks like in your early 20s. I wrote this because I felt like I didn't necessarily have the exact guidance when I was going through it last year as well. And I realized that not many young women do because you know, we have our professors from college and we have our parents 
But also something to understand is that what they did back in 20, 30 years ago is so different from what we do today to apply to jobs and to get jobs and things yes. like that. So I wanted to, you know, essentially write within this book how my mindset was going into, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Because I think that's such a difficult question to answer when you're 18 or 22, mm-hmm. whenever you are, wherever you're at in life. And so for me, I want to share my thought process and also the exact steps I took with my resume, my cover letter, my application, how I answered the interview questions uh, very specifically. And so I share all of that within this ebook. And uh, like I said, it's very career focused and meant to help a young woman really be able to figure it out in a more strategic way. Yeah, it's been really helpful, at least for me, and I recommend it to everyone listening. But also I want to get, now that we're talking about careers, a little bit into your own company. I want to know mm-hmm. specifically how did you start a company in high school? Like I just think about my <laughs> 17-year-old self and I'm like, I could never do that. So yeah, just talk a little <laughs> bit about your company. <laughs> yeah, so I started this, like you said, when I was in high school. So I was about 17, I believe. And at the time, I have to say, when I was a teenager, I was very rebellious. I <laughs> didn't really listen to my parents as they would describe it. Um, And I didn't really listen to what I was told to do. You know, when you're a kid and you're a teenager, they say, okay, go do this, go do this and be this and be that. And for me, I just always struggled with listening to the rules and listening to what people told me who I should be. And so that came the same thing when it came to skating and I was a competitor, I saw all these dresses and I never liked it. I said, oh, why can't I do it like this? Why can't I do it like this? So finally, my mom said, okay, maybe since you're so persistent in trying to do it your own way, let's see if we can Mm -hmm. find someone to make it in a style you like. And so basically um, we kind of went together to find a manufacturer and we were able to do that. And from there, um, you know, I had my own dresses at first and then people would say, oh, where did your dress come from? Like, you know, we've never seen that before. And I said, oh, you know, I actually designed it or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, no way. And then eventually I got so many comments from this and I said, hey mom, why don't I try to make this like into a hobby business or, you know, I'm 17, I don't know what I'm talking about. And she's like, okay, so what do you want to do? And I said, well, you know, what if I could make like duplicates like to people's sizes as well? Because my dress is custom and it's like a wedding dress. It's to your measurements and then, you know, that's how it goes. So um, same thing, I started on eBay at the time. It was very popular. So this was like what, five years ago or so, eBay was, you know, it's still pretty good now, but back then it was way more popular and more accessible because Amazon was not, you know, as big at the time either. Mm-hmm. And so I started on eBay and I was selling really well there. Um, and then just maybe two and a half years ago, I made my own website and I took it to like an e-commerce website and I just started selling from there. And then about a year and a half ago, I decided to go into retail stores. So I reached out to wholesale partners and basically pitched them my business and pitched them why my dresses are going to do so well for their customers and their clients and why it's going to be really appealing. So that's kind of how my business has expanded. But essentially, it really came down to me not wanting to do what other people told me to do. And from there, I just kind of created something on my own because when you don't follow the rules, you kind of have to make your own rules. So (laughs) that's kind of the foundation of how my uh, business started truly. And do you remember the first time you saw one of your dresses on a retail store, like, you know, being sold in like a place specifically? 
Yes. So the first one, it is in a very big store for figure skating in Southern California. It's in Anaheim, which is actually where Disneyland is. And um, so, yeah, so it's between, or Anaheim is like the city Disneyland is in, but it's also like maybe an eight minute drive to Disneyland itself, where the ice rink is. Mm -hmm. And this rink is very central to many skaters that come from LA or maybe come from San Diego or Orange County, wherever they are. It's a, you know, average 35 to an hour drive. So um, I remember the first time they were my first store partner and I saw 25 of my dresses there and it was all like on this rack. Yeah. And it was just amazing because I was, uh, I think I was just barely 21 at the time and I had no idea what I was doing. I was a junior (laughs) in college and, you know, I was trying to figure out pricing. I was doing all the tags myself and um, I just remember thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. And I would stand there and because most of these girls are, you know, not too much younger than me. They're maybe like 17 or 18. Um, I would watch their reaction looking at the dresses, you know, when you're shopping and you're going through the stuff and you're saying, yeah. oh, this is cute. That's not cute, whatever. So I got <laughs> to really see the reaction of all these girls. and like, oh my God, this one's so pretty. Oh, I love this color. And it's just really cool to me to kind of see that when they, little do they know that I was like the owner and designer of that dress or that whole brand. So um, yeah, it's, it's been very exciting to see how it's impacted the skating community wow that, that's a, an amazing story such a full circle moment you know <laughs> to see it on a retail yeah. store and another exactly. question i have for you is like with your nine to five job your company your blog your social media presence and everything how do you not feel burnt out basically how do you manage not to just you know throw it all away and be like okay i'm so tired i can't anymore mm-hmm Um, I think the ultimate way for me to not feel burnt out is on the days that I do, because certainly there are some days where I feel really tired or really mentally exhausted. I just remind myself, like, why are you doing this? I ask myself, Emily, what is your why? Why are you doing both? And I tell myself, well, at the end of the day, in a couple years, I want to be able to, uh, you know, just live on my own terms always. Like, and when I say live on my own terms, I really mean that I get to wake up at the time that I choose. I have to really choose how my day looks. And I know that being in a nine to five, as, as much as I love it in a, for, for the most part, um, you know, it's not really my end goal. Like I don't see myself doing this kind of lifestyle, you know, waking up at this time and being in an office or working on a, you know, big corporate business team for, you know, eight hours a day and then doing it five times a week. I don't see myself doing that um, in the next couple of years, but I know I need to make sure I have, you know, enough money and income and, you know, to pay rent and everything like that. Living in California is very Mm -hmm. expensive. So um, that's a big reason why I do that. But then the reason why I, stick it through and keep up my energy to do my business and run the podcast and other things that I do. I just remind myself like, Hey, Emily, if you want your life to look like the way you see it in four years or three years, and you got to be able to do these and stick it through so that one day you do have the means uh, or the consistency from your other sources of income to quit your nine to five job. So that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I love that. That's very inspiring for me that I'm studying for finals and I just can't anymore. But (laughs) now (laughs) moving on to your podcast, I wanted to ask you, you said you had a podcast with another person and everything, but I wanted to ask you what's the reason behind this name, your actual name, the What Fulfills You name? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I chose this name because I think when I was a junior in college, so I was about 21 or so, I remember at this time of life, it was a very difficult period for me. And I certainly struggled um, on a personal level and, you know, in various areas of my life. And as I became uh, more mature and as I grew throughout that year, I came to realize that happiness is simply fulfillment in life. And I noticed that so many people in life didn't have fulfillment in their relationships. They didn't have fulfillment in their, what they were studying at school because I was in college at the time. And they, more importantly, the adults that we look up to, like at least 40% of them do not have fulfillment in what they do. And I just kind of, it kind of made me laugh because I said, you know, all the things that were taught at a young age and all the people that we look up to, some of those things, I don't really, I don't really believe in what they're living. And I just want to, once I realized that, I realized what I was chasing, I guess, ultimately, which is fulfillment in life, right? So whatever that may be to you, like whatever career that is, whatever it is that you're doing every single day, I always ask myself, does it fulfill you? And for me, what fulfills me, if I were to answer that question, it's, it's really about making a sustainable impact on other people's lives. And it could just be one person and that already fulfills me. Like, because to me, that's ultimately kind of what drives me, what really kind of lights me up. So I always like to kind of ask people that too, you know, it's like, are your relationships, your friends, do they, do they really push you to be better? Do they make you think outside the box? Do they make you want to do different things that help you grow as a person? So those are things too I look for in a friend. It's like, is that relationship growing, fulfilling me, right? Not just surface level. It's so that I could, you know, post a photo with you on Instagram and say, oh, I'm <laughs> your friend, right? Um, and I, like I said, I noticed, especially in the US, there's a lot of that everywhere being very surface level. And I just wanted to be able to help the next generation keep in mind what really is important because I went through such a depressing period of life. And I, when, when I came out of it, I realized what was really needed to help me improve. Wow. I really love that. I know I'm saying the same thing about all your answers, but I'm just thinking about like what fulfills me, you know? Mm-hmm. that's an, an amazing reason behind the name and so what is like your process while planning an episode how in advance you plan them your guests how do you go about that yeah I when it comes to planning typically I try to plan episodes at least like a couple weeks in advance so usually three to four weeks is how far I plan out like recording with a guest And I typically always have at least two to three episodes already recorded before. So for example, like my episodes come out every Wednesday. So right now, like my episode tomorrow is coming out, which is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, I recorded that probably, I think, two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And then also the next like the rest of July and August or part of the first week of August, those episodes are also already recorded. Mm-hmm. So um, I do that mainly not only because I like to plan ahead and be very efficient in my time and not have to worry last minute, mm-hmm. but also because as you know, I have a nine to five job and I am very busy. So, you know, if yes. I don't do it in advance, there's going to be many, many days when I'm busy in other areas of my life and I'm not going to be able to catch up. And when I, when I get to remember, Oh wait, you already had that episode recorded though. All you need to do is, you know, edit it and publish it it's very it's very 
it loses anxiety basically (laughs) that's yeah same i try to plan ahead as much as i can but sometimes you know with everything you leave it to the last minute and you're like oh what do i do what do i do now but yeah um by the way i loved your last episode with your guy friend i don't remember his name but Mm -hmm. it was so cool so chill so funny i loved that episode but yeah thank Um, you i'm very happy to hear that (laughs) yeah because the intro was like okay this is a very controversial episode and i was like okay i'm so excited to listen to this and it was yeah it was a really good episode i think that everyone should listen to it he gives such a nice Uh perspective into like the relationship advice i don't know i love it. totally Mm -hmm. sideways but whatever Yes, many people said that. So I was honestly really happy to hear, you know, you love it and other people, because I was, I knew it was very controversial as well a little bit. So I was like, very unsure of what people would think. But so far, so many people have said, wow, this was really funny or very, very true. And I said, I'm okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I loved it when he like turned the situations around on you and you were like, oh, wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And last thing I want to ask if you have any advice for people who want to start their own podcast, you know? Yeah, but uh, when it comes to starting a podcast, my best advice is to really think about your why and why you're doing it. So for me, when I come back to thinking about my podcast, why I decided to start my own and why I named it the way I did and, you know, why I continue to do it today. Like I said, it kind of comes back to what fulfills me, which is making an impact on other people's lives. And to me, it's pretty amazing that, you know, you live all the way in Argentina and you listen to it. And, you know, at least to to my knowledge, it has helped you somewhere, one way or another, and you find enjoyment in listening to it. So I think to me, I think that's just so incredible with how technology allows us to do that today. And so that's kind of my why is to be able to make that impact on the next generation of girls who are a couple years younger than me. And going through the same struggles that I went through when I was that age, because I didn't have a female sister or, you know, anyone that was really close to me that I could go to with these things in life. And I want to be a resource to those young women. So that's kind of my ultimate why. And um, I think it's really important if you do want to start a podcast is that you can answer that question too, because there are going to be days where you don't feel like recording or you don't feel like editing. And it's going to be really difficult if you're not naturally consistent to, be posting an episode every single week. So you want to make sure that you have that why very serious and very strong so that on those days you're able to push through it and be able to commit to whatever you said you were going to commit to. Yeah, exactly. And the algorithm and everything on podcast doesn't work perfectly, let's say it. And you have to have also like a social media presence and everything to kind of put it out there. So it's like a real job, even though it's kind of non-paid. It really is. Yeah. That's why people, you know, I, it's, I'm really doing a lot of things and people don't necessarily know how much energy it takes, but I personally, at the end of the day, I love it. And I really hope to be able to use my podcast as a foundation and platform for me to actually go into the career I want to, which is public speaking and really, um, you know, going to events and connecting with others. Yes. Well, I love that. Now we're going to move into the last part of the episode. There are like some rapid fire questions, more like get to know you personally. So first will be Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Who's your favorite YouTuber then? Mm. 
oh oh yes michelle Choi. that's an easy one mm. i love her yes then summer or winter winter really oh my god you're from california i know <laughs> i know well i'm from the east coast and i used to be in very very cold winters uh because uh. we had four seasons over there um, and I'm also an ice skater, so I'm very used to the cold. Oh, but I love right. wearing layers. I love wearing like sweaters and jeans and layers mm-hmm. and kind of like Europeans, like, you know, the way they wear the coats and stuff. I yes. like that kind of fashion. So in the winter, I get to wear that. <laughs> here, here, it's very similar. The winter fashion is very European. So, yes. And to me, by the oh, way, okay. for your ice skating, like um, personality, to me, you, are, you remind me so much of the Ice Princess movie from Disney, the one from... 2005 I I don't oh, know why that's so funny yes yes oh so sweet <laughs> I love that okay so day or night night mm-hmm. you are more productive at night or do you do prefer the night to like hang out and something like that um I just I just think like nighttime well not only do I love nightlife but I also <laughs> Uh, I also definitely get more creative juices in the evening, but I am like by, by desire, I am more of a morning and day person. Like I am very, I try to be as productive as possible during the day. So at night I can be much more wild and creative, I mm-hmm. guess, which is like more myself. Like in the day I try to be serious and be focused, <laughs> but at night I get to, as long as I accomplish the things I needed for the day, I can you know, have a glass of wine or drink or go out with friends. And um, like I said, I love nightlife. That's the huge thing about me. I love like house music and, and kind of uh, like clubs and stuff. So that's like where I thrive, like on a personal level. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Then Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. (laughs) Yes. But I love fall. But fall, if you asked me earlier, like fall or winter or fall or anything, it'd always be fall. Like I would, I would pick fall for like the rest of my life, like as a season mm. for the whole year. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, we have two more questions. Favorite quote? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say my favorite quote is probably, I, th- I think I heard this from Kourtney Kardashian, which she said that her mom said, Kris Jenner. Mm-hmm. So she said, um, never take no for an answer. And if you are getting a no, then you are asking the wrong person. And I apply that quote in my life, um, especially in my job, because I work in sales. And then I also apply that for my business, because I know I've gotten no's many times for trying to get into stores. And mm-hmm. I continue to call them. And I ask them five to seven times before I get a yes, which is a true story from the mm-hmm. first store I told you about. They didn't respond to me. They didn't say no, but they just never acknowledged me until I came in person. And I, that was probably the sixth time I tried <laughs> Wow, I love that quote. Yeah. And mm-hmm. lastly, too, in the episode, what's the song that never fails to make you dance? Hmm, probably, uh, as of now, the song is called You Little Beauty by Fisher. He's um a very, I guess, pretty well-known DJ at this point. I don't know if you've heard of him or have listened to his music, but he had mm-hmm. a popular song called losing it as well um just definitely go on youtube or something or spotify and just like go listen to it but he it's like a club type of music and he's from australia but um it's a very very good like beat i love the name also so i'm gonna have to listen to it when we finish yeah 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 just go listen to it i'm sure like it definitely you probably had to have heard uh losing it which is his like his the popular song that came out that kind of made him 
I, relatively much, much more well-known than he was like a couple of years ago, but he's still like very up and coming. But in the U.S., he's very well-known in the house electronic music uh, space. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to totally look it up. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> wrapping up, thank you so much for being here with me, Emily. You're like my very first big guest on my podcast. So that Aww. means a lot. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm so glad we had a chance to chat and connect. And especially as I know you are a very dedicated listener. And I, I always see when you participate on my podcast Instagram and just, you know, my Instagram in general. So trust me when I say I notice it and I appreciate it. Really. Oh, thank you so much. We're just throwing flowers to each other. But yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. And to everyone listening, I'll see you next week. Bye.